Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello. Um, tonight we've got a very, very special guest. We're going back all the way to 2016. I remember these guys supported us and came on and had a chat uh, roughly back in uh, when we were on the Thursday night show. Don't forget, after this show, you can tune into the Thursday night show. So with us today, we have the lovely, beautiful Blue Owl. Hi. Evening. Curry Kitten. Hello. Disclaimer, please, buddy. Any views expressed by any guests on this show personal may not reflect the views of others. Please don't sue us. Uh, we've got the uh, final glide Oz. I thought that was like hover bother oh, extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the hover botherer. We've got Tommy. Oh my god. And we've got Mr. Steele. <laughs> well, uh... and, and my little vegan chicken nugget. Bonjour. Tony. Hey, and I'm Bright Delight Fly. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for showing up, guys. This has been, this is, this is, hopefully this is like a first in a while. It's nice to bring you guys all together. We won't take any bickering. We're treating you all as hostile, wild animals that you clearly all are. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, so. <laughs> but the, um, it, you know, like, like I said earlier, there's better... This better be good. You got me up at 5 a.m. Like, yeah. Like, oh, no, it's not even mad. Thanks, Hover Bother the Third, once removed. So, uh, are you sitting in Avery currently? Just to double check, Chad. I can hear birds squawking. It's 5 a.m. Birds are pissed it, off. They're trying to Australia. Sex. Welcome to Australia. We, we have animals here. Um, not all of them want to kill you, but most of them do. Most of them do. Yeah. Be right. safe. So, like, for any of the newbies, right, and anyone who doesn't know who you are, heaven forbid, right, since you guys left the old thing, who are you and what have you been up to since you've been free? So, still, what have you been up to? Not Not me. me. What? Not me. I haven't done anything. I didn't do anything. You you survived coronavirus. I did. I I lost all my hair, too. Oh. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, it's all gone. Wait, wait, it's wait! Gone. No way. Nope. It's all nope. gone. Oh. There's so much. There's so much going on. <laughs> Such a I think deal. I got you though. I've been on this whole like I'm not gonna cut my hair until this pandemic is over thing. Yeah, I'd, I was that with my beard, and then it got it started touching when I was doing this, and I was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. If I try to do that, I'd have like probably like 19 hairs total coming out. We well, should strap, strap those bitches back behind your head. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, last I heard, like me and you had a bit of a catch up on my podcast, and you were doing a bit of film stuff. But I'm guessing everything's like quieting me? down and everything. Yeah, still. I haven't done in like six months, other than I went to Vegas and rock climbed. I've been doing a lot of rock climbing. I've turned down. A lot of gigs because everyone wants to fly a Komodo because they think it's so good and they want to go in between people's legs with this giant ass camera and this giant drone and I just don't give a f- so I'm just like nah if you want to fly a GoPro then I'll fly it but yeah. my, uh, I, don't, I don't make a living flying cameras for for other people I do it for myself what about you Tommy what have you been up to you've been filming and busy and yeah, I'd the complete opposite of steel. <laughs> I've been flying Komodos all day, <laughs> uh, but it's been fun. Like I, you know, I uh, get to travel, even though this whole pandemic thing is going on. Uh, get to work on some projects and uh, really kind of 
take the magic away from film, right? Because like when you see how something actually gets made, you're kind of like, oh, so that's that's how this is done. <laughs> it's like not glamorous at all. But at the end of the day, it's also pretty cool that uh, I get to work on some pretty fun stuff that ultimately hopefully brings, you know, smiles to people's faces or they sit there and they go like, oh, that was that was kind of cool. What what a Oh, Chad, Chad's gone. <laughs> we were just going to ask Chad. Internet's fallen over again. Guys, um, what's your favorite memory together? Oh, man. Where do I... How much time do you have? Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the, the best times had nothing to do with flying, if I'm being really honest. I That's... feel like they really liked what, me putting uh, jalapenos on my PP. <laughs> that was going to be the first thing that popped into my head. I was... Uh... <laughs> I actually, like, was it just a couple months ago, I came across that video where, um, <laughs> yeah, Steele had a little incident touching some hot stuff and some other parts, and we were in a car, so there was really nothing that you could do but just watch uh, and enjoy, well, maybe not enjoy, <laughs> but, but just watch Steele in agony uh, over what he had done, but uh but yeah, I'd say that those are, it's, it's always the non-flying stuff that's the best stuff. I think Steel should probably tell that story because I, I can't. I mean, I think Chad laughed the hardest. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I post that video at some point. I just don't, you know, I just don't know how because I think it'd be kind of weird to just like, hey, remember when this happened? Yeah, well, Chad posted it. It's online somewhere. The yeah, jalapeno, well, I, the jalapeno PP video. Chad, are you? Oh, he's he's blinking. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I remember that. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite memory together? <laughs> to me, it's not really it's not really one one memory. It's sort of all, all the stuff that happened as as a combination. Really, uh, uh, oh, crap. I mean, literally, you're asking um, <laughs> you're asking for one moment when there was. It was basically a couple of years of uh, of us almost permanently living together. It's kind of like the the whole sort of family stuff of just the craziest that happens. There's not really one thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, get out of him. Oh, he's the worst. So, um, Mike, what I was going to ask is, um, who was the prankster out of the group? Oh, that would have been Chad. I'd say he, he's really? always he, he's just always up to something, just any any anything to to get a rise out of anybody in a good way. Do you reckon you guys will ever fly again together? Yeah, I don't see why not. I think it's just a matter of just like opportunities. I mean, I think we all kind of start figuring out our own thing to do, and uh, sometimes life gets in the way. Um, sometimes the pandemic gets in the way, but. Uh, I mean, we always take whatever opportunity for like in a neighboring state or whatever. It'll hit each other up and be like, "Yo, what's up? What's going on?" Doesn't mean we'll post it. I mean, Tommy lives not twenty-four hours away, and we don't see each other very often. Yeah, yeah. You guys miss each other. Yeah. Oh man, oh, that boy, boy can't travel. Yeah. I've been yeah. trying to talk him into moving to Atlanta because California's going. To we all know this. <laughs> go ahead and just go ahead and tell Bridget. Sorry, this fucking whole state's gonna burn to the ground in like a few years. So you might as well move somewhere where it's a little wet. You know, I'd say like about like once a month, I do check to see like real estate and property going on in Atlanta. <laughs> just to be like, is now the time? Is now the time? I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean Atlanta's not the best place ever, but it's a good one. It's cheap. And there's a lot of people that fly here, and there's a lot of to fly here, and it you don't get attacked. Although the movie industry is a little not as good as LA, I would assume. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing holding me back because there's there's a lot of work over here in terms of. Well, like, you can have all of it in Atlanta because I turn it all down. Well, there you go. Like, they hire it out to some quit from some random place somewhere, and they're like, "Yeah, we got him to fly a Komodo for four dollars a day." <laughs> And, uh, so, so that's the guy that's f***ing it up for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is, is they always call and they want your day rate and I give them my GoPro day rate and they're like, oh, this guy's really affordable. And then after they lock me in and like start doing travel and they're like, you can fly a Komodo, right? And I'm like, 
sorry, bro. That's like two and a half times what I told you per day. And they're like, what the f***? We're going to have to find some child that will do it for free. And, uh, well, there's a lot of those now. I, I honestly, I feel like a lot of people got into like the whole cinema thing, like during this course of this pandemic. I feel like everybody got became, you know, a cinematic FPV pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the rest of the world, that just means you can fly in a straight line. <laughs> but for the people that actually do it on a regular basis, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, it could, it could be, especially when you have a director that really has something specific in their head. That's, uh, that's when it can be a little challenging. My best, my favorite part is telling them no. <laughs> so on that subject, how is it, Tommy? Cause I, I watched some of your bits about like flying commercial and what you were doing. Cause you were talking about how useful it was having HDMI out so you can show the director, the actual stuff going on the DJI goggles and stuff. But I would have thought that you sort of, reputation means a lot and you've been doing a lot of stuff but is is there serious competition it all comes down to like this guy says he can do it for cheaper essentially at the end of the day i, I mean I, honestly I, I i think it just really depends like most of the time it's always like a very tight-knit circle and like when you have a good impression on somebody it tends to last and they tell tend to tell friends um and it just really depends on like the production um if I have had others that hit me up and they're like, yo, can you, can you do this? And I give them my day rate and they're like, oh, well, you know, we actually got some other one saying that they could do it. And it's literally like a quarter of the price. And I, it's, you know, it's just like, well, it is what it is. And if they decide to go for it, they go for it. My only concern is they do it. And like the production of the director, you know, sees the experience. Cause it's not just the end result, but it, it's also like the experience, right? Like when you're on set, you're with a, a, crew that most of the time most people don't really know each other and so first impressions really last and if you can't do what they're asking you to do because time is money or you know just whatever the case may be then it's it's a very lasting impression so um i guess to answer your question it just really depends there's there's some production companies that i've worked with where like i'm confident it will always have a great relationship and then there's some newer ones that may or may not be familiar with FPV and maybe they're just looking for, you know, the price and not so much the experience or the quality. Um, I've got, I've got some like not FPV questions still. How's your 3080? I got a 3090. Oh, you got a 3090? Yeah. Oh, you little... Plebs! How is it? That's sick. I mean, I play Call of Duty on like a two two K screen at 165 hertz, but I don't really know. I mean, it works well with my sim because I have a VR setup now, and I can run the two 4K screens at 144 hertz. Yeah, and I don't know. It works well. I have no issues with graphics anymore where I used to before, uh, especially if I were running VR. But certain games are a little more graphics hungry. Hungry. But yeah, I haven't had any issues. I'm a little disappointed. I got an A7S III the other like week, and now that I'm editing like 4K 60 and 4K 120, this little MacBook right here is like having a seizure. So, kind of waiting on the new. I want like an M1 MacBook 16 inch or whatever, but I, they don't have it yet. I feel like there's going to be an M2 in the next year or something, and it's going to be even better. Yeah, M1X. I might, I might hold out. I might hold out. This is a 20, what, I don't know, 2019 MacBook Pro 16-inch, like maxed out, the most maxed out you can make it, and it struggles, so it's 4K60. So, Tommy, were you DJing before the pandemic, or do you not do that anymore? No, I, I've actually been doing that a lot more. I've, I've kind of rediscovered that previous passion slash hobby of mine during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Would you be interested in playing a slot on the Thursday night show if I asked T1? Well, when you say slot, like, is this like like An, a dedicated our, DJ set? Yeah, our mm-hmm. slot on internet radio. Yeah, yeah I would. I, I Like, look, I, I am so, so, so rusty just because, yeah, hey, fuck it, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> let's, do, let's do it. I'll take any excuse to DJ, man. Like, I, I really, really, really love uh, DJing. Right, I'll try and do that. Yeah, I'm down. Wait, so just out of curiosity, like what kind of music you guys normally have? Play anything, man. Anything? Like anything? 
Yeah, man. Okay. Or as I know, like I, I play, I play horrendous music, man. I used, like I do an eighty show and stuff, and uh, sometimes I just play random crap. Okay. Like whatever we're in the mood for, but it would be really nice to like have you on there. Okay, I'm down. Let, let me just say this randomly then, because before we did the show, I, I went back on a little bit of memory surfing on the old Rotor Right episodes, and um, I watched the, the ones I really enjoyed and I remembered a lot were the the Russian ones when um, you guys went to is it Priapat? I can never say that word, and the Dugger Dive, and I forgot how much fun they are to watch just watching you three <laughs> bounce cool. off each other, and it was like. Just the bit where you were going to sort of Chernobyl, it was like Steel was talking about. Um, I've even got the measurement on the Geiger count. I'm going to call them mini chlorians for fun. And then Chad was just obsessed with going on about how obsessed Steel was talking about them all the time. And then there was this whole thing after Steel crashed on the um, the the Ferris wheel, Ferris wheel, and like Chad was Chad was physically upset because he was like, he got it back. Now he's going to think he's invulnerable. It was just all this bouncing off each other, and that's the sort of thing. I, I, I think you're talking about when you say there were so many memories because I guess it was just like that all the time. You guys are just on this this fun road trip for a long time, having fun around the world as it was back then. It's a whole new new journey. I think what the public doesn't realize is that was all scripted, and uh, you know, no. Chad Capper was he has a like that a script book that we would read out before we would go. Um, so. Was it was it scripted that you guys crashed? Also, uh, everything was scripted. Everything, every single <laughs> right episode was a hundred percent scripted. Yeah, there's like a if you he'll one day there will be the notebook. It's like the the playbook in Waterboy that the guy gets from. You know what I'm talking about the like special playbook that the guy steals and he like wins all the championships. Yeah. Chad Capper has one of those books and it's all of Rota Riot. It's like the winning Rota Riot formula. And unfortunately, it got lost in a house fire. That's why the new Rotor Riot stuff isn't so good. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, Steele and I actually get married and Tommy's our kid. <laughs> yeah, but it never got there because we all got divorced before it got there. We couldn't fully go through the script. It was a, it was a harsh day. So now I'm just this illegitimate child. Uh, this is this is not bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tommy, uh, it's you're, you guys are ruining the magic for me. to <laughs> you know, when I started flying, it was just riot and then flight test. That's the only two channels that I knew. And now, but you do actually believe that it was scripted? No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I remember yeah. the awkward walking a line guy on uh, the Phantom City. On what? On, you Sunken know the sunken city. city episode you know where you like i don't know where it was was it california or whatever and you were like yeah. Yeah. sea squirrels oh i know you guys remember that the sea, sea squirrels yeah. were <laughs> that was the best part that was the best part nothing was scripted you just had to just turn on a camera so that was gonna happen i think i yeah. think my favorite things are like we don't want to piss off the locals and the guy's like no you can do what you want here and stuff and like you know, making out Carlos is Mexican, and I, I really loved uh, Chad's, like, you know, after the safety check of, like, no one goes out on the field, of, you know, gun versus drones, and, like, he's out, he's, um, you know, like, master shooter, and, you know, like, uh, don't, like, every, you know, say ceasefire and we'll stop shooting, and then, and then I think, I think one of you guys pipes up and is like, yeah, treat the, these are, these are drones, they're wild animals. <laughs> They might follow you home and like spy on your naked family. See, now that's like a perfect example of not scripted. Like Chad came out of, he just did that out of nowhere. Nobody nobody knew he was even gonna say that. I never even asked you, Chad. Was that like were you like preemptively like, oh, I can't wait to do like this little talk. I've got something in my head, or did that just like happen like on the spot? No, that was on the spot. I was just having a little laugh because these Yeah. What was it? Uh, the uh, the um, LA SWAT team, ex LA SWAT team, are trying to tell us that guns are f- dangerous. Like, f- duh! Like, <laughs> you're trying to tell. Oh no! Don't point this and shoot at someone. Yeah, it's f- dangerous. Okay, well, you obviously don't know drones are dangerous. So I'm going to f- tell you that drones are dangerous. Yeah, not just made that f- up on the spot. 
<laughs> and I, I love Tommy like looking at Charpu every time he jumped when a, a gunshot went yeah, off. That was, and then that was over over the course of the day, you just see Tommy just like, oh. It was I, I don't know. It, it just it was just one of those things. Just like dang, like this guy really gets affected by each of these gunshots. And it, it was just I was, I was even trying to tell him like maybe if you rest your jaw a little bit. Like I heard this on the internet. If you rest your jaw like this, you won't you, you <laughs> whenever you hear the gunshot. It won't like shock you, but uh, yeah, you know, it was just, it is what it is. Carlos still jumps to this day every time a car backfires. (laughs) Still was was just like totally, like you you had no problem. You were like flying and you're like, no, no one will hit me. And you know, you just got out there, flew. And then I I mean, no, I was going to say, unfortunately, we had to like make it easy. Like that was the that was the scripted part. No one hit, and then they're like, "Well, just come a little closer," and then uh, fly in like a line. I mean, we still flew fast, but it was like a little predictable. You could lead it off. Um, it wasn't just like flying an open field and get shot at, which is that's that's impossible unless you have a shotgun. No one is gonna take a drone out with a handgun just like free free form, free form flying. I mean, maybe some of these new Cine pilots. God, I'm such a hater. I can't handle it. like when like when did everything kind of finish because like that's something i never kind of got to ask i wanted to ask it more as like a road riot thing but like yeah when did it all go tits up because i think the last thing i saw you guys all together was like the great wall do you want to talk about that experience and that where you went to china and dude the train ride on that trip was the best what, what, what happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Chad and I were just freaking out that we were in first class train. And we had a whole 300, 300 kilometers an hour. Yeah, we had a whole first class cabin, a bunch of white people. And they, we were just like screaming because it was out of control. You'd, drive, you'd fly literally like 300 kilometers an hour, rip by some city, and there's just no one there. No one would live there. Just They build cities in China for no reason. They're like, yeah, one day, one day that someone will move in here. Kind of like, kind of like Dubai, but they actually have a purpose. Like they're actually will get filled up at some point. The God, only thing I, I really, rem- the only thing I really remember from that train ride was um, Kappa falling asleep and making sounds like the Predator. Yeah. So, I made a whole 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 video. I think I've still got it on my phone of like it's the predator and the that put the music, the practical predator music in the background, lots of stuff. Yeah, I have a video of that train ride, and I I got so much criticism because they were like Americans don't know how to travel; they're so obnoxious. Like, bro, first of all, it's Chad's not American, (laughs) and. Second of all, it, it was just like a comedic thing. It wasn't even that we were that we don't do that. I don't walk into a random mall and start screaming. We were in an enclosed environment doing 300 miles, 300 kilometers an hour across the country that we didn't know. And we were getting like first class treatment for no reason other than I don't know why. Chang just like gave us first class treatment for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, like the, the people that were like, that genuinely thought that I was onto like my second Ferrari kind of money. That was the, that was always the funniest stuff. It's like they, they genuinely thought that I could buy two Ferraris with the amount of money that I got because of what they saw on YouTube. It's like, yeah, that guy's rolling in it. Mm-hmm. Yep, no worries. Dude, I saw, uh, uh, YouTube it, money. Yeah, the YouTube. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, Tommy, <laughs> the greatest contribution to the whole of FPV on my uh on my grip how did how did you got come up with that and like are you still selling it yeah i that that was actually even honestly like an accident so i was trying to i was working on my remix frame which i didn't even intend to like sell to the public i just wanted to make it for myself and the problem with that design is that the battery is kind of in line with the props and so if you were to crash and the battery would move like an inch and a half in any direction. It would hit the props. So I had to come up with a way for it to not move because using just a battery strap and like what was standard back then, which was like just like a little foam pad or whatever, uh, wasn't cutting it. And so came up with the with the Yama Grip and people asked if could they just use it for other stuff. And that's how that whole thing came about. 
Um, Curry, Blue Owl, Tony, have you got any questions? I, I personally would ask Tommy if he thinks he could do the Dugger Dive again. It's something I rewatched again. Yeah, I'll watch and it. I watched it in its yeah. analog glory. On this, yeah. like, it looked like you were diving into a maze of wire, and you just corrected all the way down and came out. Do you think you could just repeat that just like that? Of course. <laughs> like he, he, he. We lowered that quad down on a string. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like, look, I, you know, especially with how far quad tech has gone, you know, since then, like, I, I'd say it's mm. probably easier to do now than it was back then. And, and, you know, like, honestly, like, I've seen other guys do some crazier stuff now, like, within this last year with the way tighter got. In fact, I think I saw Steele do something not too long ago within this last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's definitely doable. It's funny, though, I do have that quad literally, like, right like up in that corner over there. It probably still has all the radiation and all that other stuff, but uh, that's going to forever stay there with me. Because that was, they were talking about that was your butter quad, the better, you know, your best that flying the, quad. That was the butter quad. I was the uh, the oddball guy flying a uh, six inch back then. And you risked it. Oh, I, I think it could not be done in the time constraint, the stress of the situation and the gear by anybody else. Or repeatable in that scenario. Just, I think it was like a Tommy was under pressure and it happened. It was <laughs> peer pressure, but what I enjoyed about it is it wasn't peer pressure from other people because everybody looked at it and said, can't be done. And Tommy's like, I can do it. No, yeah, I, no, I, I'm going to do it. And he's just like, he pressured himself if, into it. Well, if you, you go through the history that? of Red or Ride, though, that, that's just Tommy. Like when, yeah. when most other people back out, Tommy's always the one going, yeah, I'll do it. That's, well, that's always that been Tommy. That's what he did at Damn, you know, the Damn, yeah, damn. The damn yeah. flight where he... Where that was the most damn. scripted video. Well, that was <laughs> we were, damn. Yeah, we were driving down the street and in four seconds there was a full script written as we saw the dam and we got out and, you know, that's what happened. Well, I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was like the CD, the CD uh, video where we pulled off on the side of the road and found a CD and then uh, shot the, the gap. There was actually a, a sign on the side of the road saying, pull over here, CD on side of road. Oh, I remember that. I, and we even used the tracks on that CD that we found to, to yeah. put his background music. Yeah. That was the time yeah. that we shot that that uh, that gap that was like 50 million miles away. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Zion trip that I wasn't there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Uh, that's that's, that's yeah. where we got introduced to the world of Drew. <laughs> Let's yeah. not go there. Join <laughs> the video stuff. Uh, asks Tommy, tell us about your frame. What the new one? Oh, the 250 frame. Uh, 250. I, I mean, that's that's the only one that I can imagine. I'm, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm just uh, like, I like to create. Create could be like make videos. It could be designing frames. And with this whole FAA stuff happening over here, and this whole 250 gram rule, I just figured. All right. Well, if this is going to happen, then I want to start kind of developing what this build looks like now, so that if and when this rule does get enforced later on, then hopefully what we've got as far as technology goes is just so good that I won't care. Yeah, well, uh, my quads are all under two hundred grams right now. <laughs> Fraser Steen asks, uh, "There is suddenly a fire behind Tommy." He's only got time to grab one. Which one is it? Your quads at the back. If I only had one to grab. Yep. Oh my god! I mean, what am I? I'm. That's just that's hard. What? What am I doing? Like, what? What? what am I just going? No, you, you're not using it. It's just a sentimental thing. Just grab a quad that can't be replaced. I think you're oh. gonna grab your fucking blackouts hex. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually. <laughs> Actually, if it wasn't missing one ESC, that's it. That probably would be the one that I grabbed, just because it's it was the one that I had the most trouble putting together. I mean, let's just think about this for a second. It's a, it was a, the Spider Hex, so it was six inch. It was like a twenty eight oh, like I don't know, just a big motor twenty two oh eight, and we were getting away with Kiss eighteens. Like I mean, seriously, like eighteens. What, what were we thinking back then? But we thought it was okay, so we we went with it anyway. So yeah, I probably picked Spider Hex. Uh, any any opinion about those stupid probed uh, prop LED lights? Man, cool. <laughs> Do you want to fly at night? Like audio geek asks. 
I mean, you know, I mean, if LEDs are your thing, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it, to me, it just sounds like extra, like, weight, unnecessary weight that just takes a hit on performance, in my opinion. You can you can always tell a newbie they have the most LEDs on their quad. That's all I'm going to say. Um, new trend for 20, uh, 200, what, 2004 motors, 2204 motors, and the ultralight flame frames. Right. Any, what, about, what, what about them? I, I don't know. That was it. That was a that was a question. <laughs> it's a really good Apparently. one. Uh, when are we getting a FP video from Steel on top of a mountain he just climbed? Well, they might be misconstruing what I climb because I don't climb mountains per se. I climb like little short 60 meter spaces of rock. And then when you're at the top, you're hanging off of a rope. So it's like not really conducive to like standing on top of and flying and we don't really have any cool west coast mountains out here so it's just a sea of trees which is terrifying because if you go down it's impossible to find mm. so probably not anytime soon unless i go out west and then you know maybe i'm looking at maybe buying something in vegas so mm. might have a might have a second home over there where i can go flail on some rocks and Sweet melt baby. in the summer then you'll just be four hours away from me. Yeah, but by that time, you'll have moved over here, so you're, you'll be okay. <laughs> They're slowly converging towards the center. Yeah. But we're skipping over Austin, Texas, because that's basically California now. Yeah, I, I swear, I feel like everybody's moving over to Texas, or Arizona, one or the other. Yeah. Um, Scary. Uh, a lot of people. Is it the same in the U.S. as the U.K., where 250 can't... Uh, record if it does need to reg it do you need to register quad now is that a thing oh yeah, yeah register yeah if you have over 250 gram and if you have a faa license a part 107 you have to register regardless of what it weighs so you could have a one gram nat's ass that flies around and you'd have to register that and somehow get a pencil that you can write on grains of rice with and put your faa number on that oh my god <laughs> does your number change every year because it does for us so no. we've got this nightmare. Yeah. Of My, mine's like out. fatty or something. I don't know what mine is. It says it looks like it says fatty, but it's been, it's been the same for like five years. I just keep renewing it. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Tommy, did it always seem like you had to like prove yourself between like Steel and Chad, like them two bickering and like, you know, doing baller stuff? Did you oh, ever dude. feel like pressure? No, not not at all. I mean, like there was times where I did, but like they, these guys are just, I always just felt so comfortable comfortable just being myself that I never really felt like that. I mean, there was times where I felt like, like a lot, man, still did just some crazy shit. or actually would remind what a good like reminder of that is the, uh, the drunken episode. Like that was the one that I was just all like, okay, for sure. Like I used to DJ. So I used to drink a lot. Like I can hold my liquor. So I thought I was going to come out on top on that one. And little did I know that Kevin Stinger Swarm, like like airline pilots, apparently can really hold their liquor. <laughs> and then the just big surprise of it all is the guy who is just the most drunk, who you would think is just like you've got science just all up against you, is the guy that just annihilates everybody. And it's like <laughs> Steel's not a part. He can't join in any of these competitions anymore because it's just not fair. <laughs> you you threw up in the corner, didn't you? Oh yeah, I was dead for like two days. You threw up rainbows. <laughs> that too was scripted, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I still have a video who of um, Steele trying to converse with me while I was recording him, and he wasn't sure whether or not I was live streaming, and he <laughs> literally went on like a forty-second rant and then tried to take my phone off me, not knowing that he had zero ability to balance himself. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And that was the I first time walk. we had all seen drunk steel, <laughs> which yeah. is great, by the way. You guys yeah. should all see 
Minimal. experienced that at one point in time if you ever had yeah. that. We finally found out that he's a nice guy after all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the last time I ever drank alcohol that was more than like a sip. <laughs> Were you telling Chad that you loved him and stuff and I wanted to get married and adopt Tommy? Is that what happened? Yeah, that, that's the night we eloped. <laughs> we drove to Vegas. Quick four-hour drive. Yeah. Um, what do you guys miss the most from those days? Like just hanging out yeah just honestly just hanging out like i i i i remember basically if i if we're out on like one of our trips like i just have to remember to just keep boxers on and be like relatively like decently dressed because there's a good chance that chad will just start <laughs> jumping on my bed like at like 7 a.m in the morning like yo let's go let's go because he's still on his australian time and like you know so it's it's just you just never know it takes that. Or oh, even, I just remember even Dubai. Like, uh, do you guys remember going to that karaoke spot? Like, this is the first time that I yeah, heard. What's his name? Where, where he did the, um, he did the, uh, the bangerang, did bangerang karaoke, which has basically no, no audio. Who was it? Um, <laughs> he basically was jumping on everyone's table going absolutely nuts because he was completely That was uh, drunk. Ryan Houts. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Hout. Yeah, did yeah. Um, karaoke and he did um, Bangarang, which, as we know, doesn't have like any vocals in it. So it was basically just a drunk Western guy jumping up on tables, um, screaming into the microphone for five minutes straight. You know, I actually, I think I still have the video of all of us singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I think I post that at Got some that point. Too. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. That's also <laughs> that when we discovered that. Yeah. Steel has like a voice of an angel, by the way. In case nobody knows, just in There's case nobody. There's been a lot of video you guys have got on each other. Is this is this like mutual blackmail? It's like if one releases, <laughs> yeah. everybody else gets revenge videos back in. <laughs> I think I've got content for like a year just on like that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm. Really, I, I did that to Tony at Western um, uh, in the evening. He went to bed early. So, like, I went into his room and started spooning him with the camera, and uh, he didn't like it. Yeah, you keep uh, that. Don't release that. Thank you. Yeah, that's a nice little treat for you guys. Uh, Fraser asks, uh, Tommy is always one of the nicest people in FPV. Did you ever lose it on Rotor Riot? And what made it happen? And did ev how did everyone react? You ever lost your Tommy? I Actually, you know, it's probably better to ask... Chatter steel. I I don't I don't know. I mean, Tommy's too nice and never loses his. Shit. Like literally, the only time I ever remember him even remotely losing his shit was we were having a meeting where we're having disagreements and shit like this, and like Tommy's normally like politically correct guy that sits in the corner, doesn't want to have confrontation and doesn't want to upset people. So like so like we should all just hug guys and all that sort of stuff. And <laughs> no. like for once, for once in his life, Tommy's sort of like going, look, okay. Like, this is the problem that I have with you. And then sort of like, you could see him almost stand back waiting for someone to try and punch him or something like that. He's like, oh, no, I've been confrontational. And almost wanted to hug, hug the f and I'm going, holy sh you're being honest, Tommy. I love it. Keep it up. Keep going. Say something else bad about me that you don't like. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tommy never, um, um, yeah, he never gets angry. Still, any, any. As far as Tommy losing his sh Yeah. Mm, no. No, Tommy and I have always been really close since we went on the first Hawaii trip. Uh, and we like stayed in this upstairs of this Airbnb thing and he was getting annihilated by bugs all evening. We basically didn't sleep. I kind of like 64 mosquito bites on that mm. trip. By the way. I didn't have a single. <laughs> actually, you know what, Steele, it actually goes before that. Like my earliest memory the very first time we met was actually um when we were on the drl shoot drl yeah that was a couple yeah. weeks before hawaii yeah. and i remember like i was just that was like, the conception of rotor riot that was literally yeah, the was. that rotor riot was conceived steel and i were sitting there talking i'm like oh wouldn't it be so cool if there was a show kind of like top gear because we're both in the cars and we we're talking about top gear stories and we were even calling it like, oh, we should call it like top prop. That would be kind of cooler, wouldn't it? <laughs> and um, no, I, I remember that. I, I remember it was me, him, uh, Daniel from X Hover, 
And I thought it would be cool to just invite everybody over to my room. And we got pizza and they had like pepperoni and sausage. And that was when I learned that Steel was a vegetarian. And so he was like, yeah, I'm not eating that. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really have anything else for you to eat. So. <laughs> but uh, that, was, uh, that was good times. That was, um, I remember... I remember New York. I think it was called the Gates of Hell is what they called that. No, that was that was after that. The one where we had the conversation about Road Riot was uh, when we did the Boston Dynamics uh, shoot at, at Harvard. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because we went out to dinner with Nick Halalabalabich. Remember? Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, was that? Did you go to the dinner? We went to dinner. And basically, yeah, this is the DRL dude, the guy that started yeah. yeah 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 and uh, we went to dinner with him and his chick and like you know a few other people this was in the very 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 beginning i, th- I don't i think this was the the boston dynamics thing after we made them look really good that day because basically everyone else it was terrible and tommy and i ripped around that stadium like it was i don't know like a gladiator was coming through there or something and uh then we went to dinner that evening and I just remember this quote that pissed me off so much that I never wanted to deal with them again. And I don't have any fair like issues with them now, but basically we were having a conversation and I said, you know, you need personalities on your show. And I'm not trying to say that I'm a personality, but I can tell you that the people that you had at the gates of hell situation were personalities, at least, you know, Tommy and Moke and like a few of the other guys that were there, like Daniel from X hover. And then uh, he goes, yeah, but we can just get new ones. Like, we don't need those. And I was like, so are you saying that we're very replaceable? And he's like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't need you guys. And I was just like, immediately, like, DRL, I'm never doing anything with these guys again. And that's when I went and that was the night Tommy and I had a conversation in the room. And then I called Chad Capper that evening and was like, hey, we need to do this thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know I need you know, Sharpu, Chad, and Tommy to be involved. And uh, that was kind of the conception of Rotor Riot. Um, I remember, yeah, you, we were in the, um, I think we were in the lobby <laughs> when you got yeah. phone call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Man. I was like, yo, I'll be back in a minute. And then went down to the lobby and was chatting with Chad. And then I think you came down eventually. And we ended up doing like some kind of room service. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Like pancakes yeah. or something. Yeah. And then I think it was like, what, two, three weeks later, we all met up in Hawaii. And that was kind of like the impromptu, not really meant to be, but kind of like, well, let's see yeah. what what all four of us in the same spot would, would turn out yep. to be. Yeah. And we all had really good connections to the drone world, too. Like all of us had sponsors and were in, de- in bed with people that were, you know, like you were really good with uh, Impulse RC. I was really good with TBS, Fat Shark, and I think all of that kind of culminated to the point where, and Chad was with Flyduino and HQ. Like there was just a lot of, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Capper actually, I'm sure he did. He took that into consideration at least for a future business venture, but I don't want to, you know, if, if it were me, I would have been like, oh, wow, these guys are really well connected and they're cool. I think I can make something work out of this. Um Right, so we've had a few questions. Uh, Caroline Taylor asks, will 3D quad flying ever take off? No. No. Does it have to? Like, if you're into it, you're into it. And that, yeah. like, that's it. Like, just because the rest of the world isn't into it doesn't mean you can't get into it. That's just the way how I feel about it. Like, Again, drone flying is still a niche industry, so you could almost say that drone flying hasn't taken off either. Yeah. So it depends on what you mean by taking off. But, I mean, drone fly, uh, 3D flying within the, the hobby that we're in now, no, because it doesn't, it doesn't cater for what people want. Yeah. There's, too, there's too many limitations on it. But it doesn't mean that it's not cool. Like, uh, I don't know if Zoe's still doing her 3D stuff. I'm completely out of touch with it all. But if, if she's still doing it, awesome. Doesn't mean that it's not cool. It's just that it's not going not going to be widespread because of its various limitations. Yeah. yeah I kind of like that. People in the hobby like to do their own thing, and it's already niche. So you may as well have a sub-niche inside the niche. If you're into it, then then go for it, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, Do your own thing. doesn't matter whether it's widespread or not. I've always had a habit of going and doing things that are not widespread and not hugely popular. I, I like them because they're different. Um, it's just every once in a while you find something that's a kind of gets um, uh, popular right right when you get into it. And that sort of happened, what happened with your drones. But who cares whether something's mainstream or not? Chad, now you're more stable at just a vocal connection. What are you up to? You're working for the mining industry with commercial drones and servos that cost lots of money, as far as I can figure. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I do uh, commercial drone work. Uh, I uh, do contract work for a, co a commercial drone company. Um, and uh, what I do is there's a multitude of things uh, with regards to um, helping people out with their REOCs. So your REOC is like the business side of your commercial drone operation. Um, I do a lot of um, REPL. So here in Australia, your commercial license is called an REPL. I do a lot of training to uh, teach people uh, to become commercial drone pilots because here in Australia, to get your REPL is like a five-day course, theory, practical, and that sort of stuff. Um, and I do a lot of on-site training. Most of our customers are in the like the mining industry, the bigger mining companies and so forth, because uh, Australia's got a big uh, sort of mining export industry. Um, and we sort of work with them uh, to do various things and, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. We're mining survey stuff where you're using um, all different kinds of, like, uh, specific types of drones, big dollar drones, high piper spectral cameras where like a, the camera alone is worth a quarter of a million dollars, sort of that sort of stuff. Um, um, right now I'm working with some farmers that are using um, DJI Agris T16 drones, which are uh, 42 kilo max takeoff weight um, agricultural spraying drones. Um, and I, I get involved with some like new products that are coming out. I get to uh, play with stuff that's sort of not out on the market yet, uh, like a lot of the new DJI stuff that you you don't tend to see. And like the there's a T20 and a T30. I think the T20 is like 50 or 60 kilogram takeoff weight, and they can um, they can do swarming with these damn things where you can have up to seven of these drones flying at once under one controller and all kinds of weird stuff there and. Um, yeah, so sort of um, it's very um, uh, widely sort of spread what I deal with. But when it comes to sticking a camera on and taking pretty pictures of video, I haven't done that in fucking long time. I, I can't remember how to set up a GoPro or, or any kind of camera like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the way I like it. <laughs> Do you still so go everyone, out Everyone's still doing drones, but different. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to see if, if he still went out and ripped some packs on his own you know you used to say you used to go out for a fly and not turn your camera on do you still enjoy going out and flying fbv on your own i think the last time i uh, put on a set of goggles would have been probably 2019 something like that um mm. i've still got my mark and um and the rest of the group still good friends with them hang out with them haven't done it for a while but 2020 was kind of a year anyway um but um every once in a while i'll go out and i'll hang out with them like pretty much never fly it's just, i just go and hang out with them socially because they're friends um but i literally have kind of zero interest in fpv these days haven't really touched it don't really care about it lost touch of what's going on occasionally i'll go and check out there but i don't i don't really care so my only interaction with drones these days really is just um through the commercial professional side when I get home, don't touch them, don't care about them. I've still got a set of goggles and one or two frames on sort of stuff in one of my drawers somewhere, but I don't, don't, don't really care. Don't ever go to the, um, the museum? Yeah, we <laughs> went, went to the museum. Um, apparently, I needed to sign something. I, like, they were just being annoying. Apparently, I needed to sign something so they could put my name on it. I never signed on it. So it's probably in the museum, but it doesn't have my name on it because they're not allowed to unless I give them permission or something like that. I just don't care. It's <laughs> okay. so, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I sent it off. I don't know what it is. don't really care. Um, it's probably in the museum, maybe. Um, but I've yet yeah, done we, we are running out of time. I've got a load of questions to get through, so it's going to be a bit quite quick fire. So, Steel, um, ask Steel about having moonshine for the first time. Did you uh, are you talking? Yeah. Yeah, I did it at Seth, like, super long ago. I don't know who's in here. Maybe Colton or 
yeah, one of his buddies. He's totally Colton. <laughs> yeah, that was a good story. I was like walking around at, at night at this event called, it's like Southeastern Fun Fly. It's in South Georgia. And uh, I stump, stumbled into this tent and there's like a bunch of people frantically building something. And I was like, what's going on in here? And it looked like they were building a giant Dorito that was probably like, I don't know, a meter by a meter. And it was literally just a profile. It wasn't even a plane. It had no airfoil whatsoever. Um, anyways, they made this giant burrito and they, the, all these people in there had like this much ash on their cigarettes and like a, a mason jar of moonshine. And yeah, I tried some moonshine that night. And then like 10, 20 minutes later, Colton is a phenomenal 3D pilot. And he maidened this f***ing Dorito in the middle of the night with like a spotlight on it and was just like hairier rolling that like a few feet off the ground on the maiden flight with a profile plane that was just built in like 30 minutes. It was ridiculous. And he was probably hammered. So it was funny to see. This, uh, this question is from Paul uh, Don Ho. Don Ho, I think. Uh, question to steal, but you, uh, you other guys can answer it as well. What do you think the next evolution of the hobby is? Um, I don't know. Probably Senna. Senna, that's the, everybody's into trying to make money at this now. Um, mm. I'm still holding down the, the have fun with freestyle. Like, you know, I don't hold it down as being like the best, but I hold it down as like, that's what I like to do. And that's what I kind of, you know, yeah, I like people to be able to go outside and fly and not have to worry about, Oh, well I got to build this drone so that I can make money because that's what everyone's telling me to do on the internet. So, you know, and you know, hot, Tommy does the same. He has all these little cool projects with mini drones and he's doing the commercial shit too. So technically on paper, Tommy's tripling down what I'm doing. I'm not doing shit. Um, what is the best episode they never managed to film? They all got filmed. It all got filmed. Yeah, honestly, like you had cameras going all the time. All the things you friends should capture. All the good, all, all the good stuff happened just organically the like the like yeah we want to film this um that was never really where the good came from it was just the fact that we had um cameramen like kappa to his credit knew to keep on rolling like it wasn't yeah. when they're sort of like we're doing hey we're going to do the intro here and hey this is when we're going to do the fly that's never where the good happened i mean perfect example you look at a lot of the stuff that's on youtube these days that, that the same stuff is happening but it just doesn't seem to have the same response from people it's the the interaction between the people that the the scripted stuff as Steele was talking about that that was what made the difference uh and um yeah so um i think we we filmed everything that we wanted to film um, yeah, there was some that happened where there weren't cameras rolling sometimes i'm trying to think of an instance like the second time we went to Hawaii, uh, there was like, no one was even really hanging out, but there was a few things where people went off individually and like Kevin lost a bunch. Of Remember, were you there, Tommy? Where like, I think it was the last day of we were supposed to be in Hawaii. This was like 2016 during the drone nationals or drone worlds. Um, and I think Capper wanted everybody to go out and film something and he was going to pay us like $200 for the day or something like that. Mm. And I was like, that's not worth my time. I'm in Hawaii. I'm going to go do my own. Shit. I don't need your $200. It's not even worth it. So I went and did my own. Shit. Kevin went out. I think, did you go out as well? No. Yeah. I think I, and I got my drone stuck. Typical. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm always had, the guy that gets my drone stuck somewhere. <laughs> and Steel is always the guy that, Climb some crazy thing to, to retrieve it back. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got stuck in a palm tree. Kevin lost a quad in the ocean, and no one ever got paid. It was just outrageous. Like, the story, the end of it was, like, I'm so glad I went and did the haiku stairway to heaven instead of going and flailing on the beach and not getting paid. It was just it was out of control. No one ever Go got ahead. paid. That sounds familiar again and again yeah. and again. <laughs> but, the, but the excuse was that the footage wasn't good enough for what they were trying to film for. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You worked like pay the people that work for the day. It's not, you don't, you don't go out to a film shoot and film all day. And then they're like, yeah, we don't, we're not going to use any of this. So just, yeah, you don't get paid today. Sorry. That's, That's not okay. sounds, sounds similar to when we were offered chairs in the company and never got them. Uh -huh. Man, uh, someone, the better. 
about that. <laughs> that would be bad. I, I, yeah, I, if if I was I'd paid on productivity, I wouldn't have made any any money in the last thirty years. I don't think so. Just as well. Yeah. Tom, Tommy, there was um someone someone like stalked me and found me on Discord, and they sent me a question, and I don't know whether to ask you on here. But can you it. check out your Facebook? I sent you a message. Can you can you take a look at it? If it's cool, then I'll ask it. You got um, 64 seconds. Hurry up! I know. You know, Tommy doesn't like confrontation because like, he's going to say no to the question, but he doesn't want to say no, 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 no. to you. No, no, so no, now no. you've got him at an impasse. He doesn't know. He like He's going to be confronted. Confrontation, whether it's yes or no, it's no, a I'll real learn. problem. I'll so like, now okay. he's going to make up as though it's, a, it's not actually the question. He's going he's gonna to pretend like it's not the question. He's going to lie because Tommy's a dirty liar. And it's, we're going to begin like asking a question now, like, do, how often do you do your laundry or something? <laughs> are you boxes uh, uh, or uh, brief kind of guy? <laughs> Sounds like I've been outed here. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, 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 is it the last the last one that you sent me here with the screenshot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's to- that's totally fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sonic Sonictronic seventy two asks, uh, can you ask Tommy what who done the music and the voice over for his I am drone video? And the answer is me. Yeah, I actually I actually edited and did that or half of it on the plane to was it North Carolina South Carolina. And then I finished the other half of it in the RV that we were staying at the night before we were supposed to show off our um, our little edits for that that weekend. Nice. Right. Uh, last question was um, for Chad. Uh, what do you think about the glider that done over 500 miles per hour? We were talking yeah. about this on Discord. Yeah, uh, the dynamic soaring video. That's yeah, mm. nothing new to it. I've I started doing dynamic soaring uh, myself in what late nineties, early yeah, probably like ninety eight, ninety nine, something maybe two, early, very early two thousand. So it's something that I'm I keep a really close eye on. Which I, I kind of find it funny because um, this record was increased by what two miles an hour or something like that. And just because of uh, the internet, like the internet's finally found out about it and it's finally all blown up and everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, oh okay, cool. So this is a worthwhile thing. So yeah, I'm happy that people are actually uh, thinking it's cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, certainly nothing new to me. It's awesome stuff so the fastest i've gone in dynamic soaring i think was about was it 160 180 miles an hour but that was back in the early 2000s um i don't know it would have been uh, mid mid to late 2000s actually um and that wasn't with a proper dynamic soaring to be fair, the, the reason we had that dynamic story video on last week is because None of us had flown. We're all locked down. We can't do anything. And we all <laughs> went off hunting for videos to talk about. And I found that one. It's like, someone broke a record. Quick, let's talk about dynamic soaring. That's good enough. Yeah. No, it's it's very cool, like, the um, uh, what they're doing there and the uh, the engineering and the aerodynamics involved with it. Garpu uh, asks, do you still have any morals, guys? Any what? Morals. We, we sold them to the devil when we joined Rotorite, along with you, Carlos. Exactly. True. Um, Tommy, will you do a one-to-one with me at one point on like my separate interview things? Would you be up for that? Sure, as long as you have a beer with me. Yep. All right. No, I don't drink, but I can. I can drink something. I, well, I can. I, all right. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll drink have, for you, Jack. Drink, drink, I'll, drink, drink. Drink some whiskey. I, I'll, get I'll happily burn my house down, but I'm not going to drink. No, I can drink. It just hurts a little. <laughs> Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's like you guys will always be cemented in in like the the legends of FBV. Yeah. Like we'll always remember you for Dubai, like uh, Chernobyl, um, guns versus drones, and like you really are the foundation of you know like the things that the hobby is very proud of and everything you achieved. And um, it was an honor having you guys on uh, the the let's drone out podcast when we were on the thursday night show and we only had audio and you were at Rote riot and uh it's still lovely speaking to you now and um like you know you've, you've always been awesome guys and you know we we love you and thank you for everything you've done for the hobby it's and, a, it's uh, astounding to me that people even know we exist as far as like 
the road to riot thing. Like I have, so there's so many new people that have yeah. no idea that we are on road to riot. I think, I don't know. Um, no, I, see, I, I, I feel the same. I'm, I'm always just all like, I, I just feel like we're old news. <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't know. I've, I've never had anyone I've, send me a link and say, have you seen road to riot before? So maybe, <laughs> maybe people know, but like I, at the same time, I can't imagine people are going back, but maybe, maybe it's like suggested videos. You watch one and then it's like, Hey, this one actually got, got a lot of views. Yeah. Maybe it's that because let's face it, no one's watching right right now saying, "Hey, watch this; it's great." That just doesn't happen. Sorry, guys. I really, really like Drew. I just I feel sorry for the the situation that he had to step into. But I mean, I think he I think he benefited from it. I don't know about the company. Good to see someone's being politically correct. I think Drew's. A <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did the disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> Allegedly. He says the C word and it's a term of endearment. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> right. So you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. We had the OG original cast in. So you've been joined by Final Guide Oz. Evening or morning, or depending on where you are in the world. Tommy, oh my God. You gotta say it's an audio podcast as well. Oh, it's an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Steele. Hello. A very quiet blue owl. Yeah, what the f- I wanted to ask you some questions. Yeah, ask her. Oh, go ask ahead. Her. Go, go. What is it like being one of eight women that fly FPV? It's it's great. It's great. Is it <laughs> though? Tell me about it, because I wanna know. <laughs> This is a male can we super. Just, can we just? Uh, do you want to still keep going, guys, or do you yeah, want to yeah. end the live? And then... If you want to ask a question, you can ask a question. All right. So. Yeah, screw it. Let's keep thing, it going for three I hours. Told, <laughs> I think I told the guys last week uh, after we ended the stream that it's not. It's not like you have all the friends in the world to fly with because you kind of. Are you sure? I feel like all dudes that fly have to be. <laughs> assimilate that, like they just they're they uh, assemble on yeah. any girl that flies that's exactly I, the problem. i want to help you put on that's, one of your props exactly that's exactly the problem that's <laughs> the problem yeah, yeah. That's well what you have to like that's my main challenge actually the no the guys are usually cool the um, <laughs> the problem is that the wives and the girlfriends get pretty jealous for whatever reason whenever they need someone to blame it's just kind of yeah, it's uh, you're the one to blame, but it's, yeah, it's anyway. probably no, like so anything just, else. You know, apart from that, it's, there is no problem, like no difference at all. We have thumbs, we have eyes, so that's all you need to. Be yeah, but to you, fly. you you fly silly tilt. That's that's what's wrong with you. She flies sixty oh, degree tilt. Jesus, there's nothing wrong yeah. with her. God, is we that try doing it on a stim? Sixty-five degrees is just mental. We could we couldn't get our heads around it at all, could we? No. Like what? it's like pretty quads, right? It's, it's never wrong. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I didn't sixty-five degrees, huh? With hopefully a two-point-eight mil lens, so you just see down a tunnel at Mach four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fast. Like what you're saying. At 35, exactly. I feel like I'm going as fast as I ever need to go. Yeah. Well, at 60, you end up flying backwards. It's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. And Try then, it. Or, yeah, uh-uh. forward is, is more difficult than flying backwards at 65. And degrees, landing, so. probably fairly difficult as well. Landing, landing, landing is sketchy. Landing is either a line of sight or, or just sketch. <laughs> I need to to bring out my um, what I had back on my original designs where I had a servo connected to the uh, camera so uh, I could actually change the angle of the camera in flight. That was a whole different um, that was a whole different ball game because you had to learn to fly at low angle and high angle. This was back in the days without without the um, the proper fisheye lens, like the GoPro lenses and stuff like that that we use Mm -hmm. that uh, we used to now. Um, So. If you, you you if you put more than say about five or ten degrees worth of tilting, you couldn't see the ground. So you you had to, and that was my way of getting around that. But um, yeah, with a sixty-five degree uh, camera angle, like on a servo with fish, see, I'm I'm giving you're going to be the next star here, Blue Owl. Um, 
put it on a servo. Um, when you finish throwing up because you um, you because uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you just can't handle the change. Trust me, the first time I tried it, um, my quad landed about a hundred meters away from me because I just totally lost control uh, when I changed camera angles. Um, once you get used to that, like you, that, that's the new. Um, I'm doing air quotes here. Evolution of drones. Put a servo on it, um, and then you'll have Tommy and Steel. Like they'll be sitting there. They'll be reviewing it um, in about a year's time. They'll be going, yeah. check this out. This is the new hotness. Um, uh, uh, and Tommy's going to bring out one. He's going to call it the Oma Tilt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like similar to that drone that had the tilting legs that everybody thought was going to take off. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh. Hey, everyone's like, bro, it's got a belt. And it goes, huh. I'm like, nah, that's never going anywhere. You ever crashed I still have my 3D printed uh, motor tilt somewhere in the box over here. 15 oh, man. Degrees, man. That's what it was, dude. Screw you. I, I had 10 degrees. I, it's funny you say that about reviewing. Who did it, Do you guys know Hobby King is still around? Really? <laughs> I got a message this morning from Hobby King, and they're like, "We see you make drone video. Would you like to do a review?" Wow. I'm like, "What the, f dude? Where have you guys been?" Go for it. <laughs> it's out of control. Hobby All King, right. come on. We used to I, buy I, everything from them. Yeah. Right. This. Uh, this. This. End it here. Maybe we can do like a bonus, like hangout stream on right. Patreon or whatever. If you guys want to carry on. But, and, and we can all like catch up and chill there. So we, we like, thank you to all our Patreons. Um, we were joined by uh, Blue Owl, Curry Kitten. Bye. Hello. Bye. Uh, my little Tony. Bonjour. And thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I've already, I've already outroed you guys. So Steel, Tommy. Later, uh, fellas. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Telemetry lost.